Welcome to our number two on a Thursday on Hashtag Daily K with your host, Peter Bint. How much do you know about K food? How much hanshik have you eaten? We invite you into the world of Korean food, of course, including the history and culture of it. We'll introduce trendy foods and famous restaurants on Dish of the Day with Chef Ryan. Oh, hello, Chef Ryan. It's so good to see you out there. Hey, Alex. How you doing, man? I am. I'm doing great. Super excited. And uh, it's our first time together because I'm only here for 13 days and I happen to miss Thursday at the beginning and end. So I'm super excited to share this time with you. But that what whatever's in front of you looks amazing. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. Good morning. Uh, it was good to meet you last week. But yeah, good to. Good to see you again via Zoom here from the farm. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, tell me a little bit, uh, Where? what farm? Tell people who are watching for the first, where are you? Oh, um, so many, many moons ago, uh, when I was a culinary professor not too far from here, I was missing ingredients. Uh, and I would ask for things and they'd say, you know, we can't get that or it's too expensive. And so we started a garden club with the students that actually failed miserably. Uh, <laughs> when everybody when everybody left for the summer, uh, no one was around to water plants or tend to them, and everything died. But, uh, but I got hooked on farming and went to Rooftop Garden, and then about seven years ago found this uh, plot of land, uh, which is 520 pyong, or uh, maybe about a half an acre, and uh, it's an organic farm called, we call it Barefoot Gardens. And uh, yeah, man, uh, this is where I get my ingredients from. Well, that is amazing. I am kind of jealous. I have a comment here that from Stacy that says, Chef Ryan is an urban cowboy. I don't know, are you, an, you, you seem like a rural cowboy to me. <laughs> well, you know, we are really surrounded by... Uh, <laughs> a lot of a lot of folks around here it, it's uh a lot of times people come out to the farm and they're like really the farm is because as they're driving out they're like oh is there really a farm here because we're just <laughs> north of Dongtan, where we're kind of surrounded by samsung headquarters nanos that way digital electronics is that way you know and uh and we're just kind of tucked in here which which does make it great for volunteers to get to us. You know, public transit comes here pretty easily. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a subway station, you know, just a really short taxi ride away. A lot of our listeners, uh, especially for, for this segment, have been to the farm in years past. Well, then they'll certainly appreciate it. I would love to be out there one day, but I guess I have to be manning the studio in here. So until then, let's uh, enjoy what's going on in front of us. What? are you making and what what's going on today yeah so we, so that we'll have enough time to to finish this dish we need to get started uh so let me introduce our ingredient for the day uh, can you see that okay yes beautifully are, are you familiar with this uh it looks like a salad but i have no idea <laughs> well this is this is a really special ingredient in korea uh it's called mengi 
And it's actually found all over the world, uh, known as Shepherd's Purse. Mm. And this has been painstakingly harvested to get as much root as possible. Uh, They say that the longer the root, uh, the better, because if it has a short root, it's probably been grown uh, more, not so much wild, but just kind of grown in a greenhouse um, really quickly. So the root wouldn't be as deep, searching for more water through the winter. Um, also Nangi is considered to give a bunch of strength, uh, and energy because imagine if you will, you know, maybe, maybe even just, you know, 70 years ago here in Korea, um, you all winter long, you might not have any fresh ingredients, right? Mm -hmm. All winter long, you might just have, uh, the ugoji and the shiregi, the dried radish tops or the dried cabbage leaves thrown into your soup and and this time of year um you'd have your first vegetable again your first green anything um of the year um and it would be nangi and it can survive and and thrive even and and start to kind of peek up through the snow even um before any other planet wow so this is a the in early spring, before spring even, I, I kind of know a little bit in the sense that a lot of people eat it during the spring, especially during, uh, you know, for tenzang jjigae, you can put it in there as well. But that's fascinating. They can even come out through the snow. Okay, so you've just dropped it in, and then what's going right, on? Right, I've got water. I didn't even salt the water. Mm. Um, and, and you do have to clean these really well. And one of the reasons for blanching this like this is to continue to clean it. Um, mm. so, but look at that beautiful bright green. Oh. It kind of has a aroma right now, similar to spinach. Uh, Nangi is, is from the mustard family. So it has a little pepperiness and I'm just tendering up these roots and just, just, uh, blanching this a bit. And what we're going to make today is, uh, known as Nangi gook. It might be one of the most popular, are well-known things to use nangi for. Uh, you can also see it in, in salads, like a moochim, like a spicy, sweet, sour uh, salad. Uh, but today we've got our, our duinjang, and I've got this uh, mountain grandma duinjang that smells. Oh. It, this is from this is from this area. And whenever I go hike, uh, hiking at Guangzhou Mountain, I mean, it just, this is in the air. You know, like the... The mountain kind of gives to to this Dwinjang from this area, and and that's going to go into our soup. We've also uh, got to get started right now with what you start so many things with uh, in Korea, and that is some dried anchovies and some dried kelp. Mm. So I know our listeners are familiar with with um, the dashima, this dried kelp we've got here. So I'm going to get a few pieces of that in. And then you take these lovely dried oh, yeah. anchovies, and, and most folks will take off the heads and the innards, and it, and it just pulls right apart so easily like this. And then the rest of it goes into our water. There we go. Do you ever cook at home, Alex? Uh, I do. Not this ornately, though. <laughs> what do you like to cook at home, man? I'm pretty basic at home. I'll stick with uh, chicken stir-fry. I, which can transform into duck galbi if I feel like it, and then sure. an American style omelet, uh, 
cream pasta. I'm I'm pretty basic. Is there anything else I can do? Uh, there you go. Yeah. Those are my three main dishes, and I eat out so much because it's so cheap by myself. And a lot of my dishes go. Uh, a lot of my vegetables go bad so quickly because I'm eating by myself and I buy in bulk. But those it are the, is it is tougher to cook for one. Isn't it? Yeah. So those are the three main ones I do. But I'll do a lot of variety of dakgogi, a lot of chicken style meals, and pre cook a lot of chicken sometimes. That's one that I'll often share with friends uh, back in the states when I go back to Texas and and visit friends and family. Um, Doc Galbi is a really it's an easy crowd pleaser. Um, I get that. It was, and then it, but my mom and dad couldn't take the heat, and so I had, <laughs> I made it a bit too spicy for them. <laughs> I, I've done that. I've done that to people too. And actually, <laughs> I got I got so excited about uh, Korea's fermented soybean paste in my well towards the end of my first year here in korea um that i took a lot of these real mountain strong pungent um fermented soybean paste or dwinjang even jong uh even the jongukjang the really strong one and i flew back to the states with it and tried to show my friends and family how amazing this stuff was and and I realized really quickly that they weren't ready for it. it <laughs> you know, it it took me a year here to kind of get into it. And I was trying to throw them in, you know, right in the deep end like that. And then I realized I was I was pushing them too far too fast. Yeah, that happens when you get super excited with something, whether it's food or whether it's K-pop music itself. If if no one's if you're not ready for it, it can hit kind of strange. You're like, this is not what I'm used to. So, so true. Now, look at the beautiful color that's come out on this. Can you oh, see this, Alex? It is a solidly deep green. Yeah. It looks amazing. Oh, so so again, imagine that you've gone all winter with nothing fresh, you know? You've had, you've had only dried things over and over again, and then finally you get to go out and search for some nangy and, uh, and get something different on your menu. And this would be the first new thing on the menu after a long, cold winter. Now, I'm not sure if you know this answer, but let's say long time ago, I don't know, 100 years ago, did they uh-huh. cultivate it themselves or did they pick it wild usually? Did they go out and search for it? Definitely wild. Mm. Uh, this really, uh, no kidding, you can find this just about anywhere in the world. Shepherd's purses everywhere. Um, and... I'll tell you, uh, our farm is organic here, and most of the farms around us, the few that are left, um, use a lot of chemicals and, and herbicides, particularly, to keep all the grasses and weeds from growing, but that also stops nangy from growing. So here in the spring, there's nangy and soup, uh, mugwort, everywhere. And all these old ladies and old men will walk around the neighborhood, and sometimes uh, younger folks too will walk around looking for nangy, um, and they can't find it until they come around the bend and find us here. And I'm always like, "Yeah, come on up, go ahead. It's over here. It's over there. It's over <laughs> here. We're happy to share. We have more than enough um, to share with everybody." You mentioned another uh, one there, a mugwort, as another one that is an acquired taste that you can't just throw at people for the first time yeah it's a little different you know it is a a vitamin supplement it's a mood stabilizer 
um, that's sold in capsule form mm-hmm. um, back in the states more often than it is sold fresh. Okay, are you um, are, are you moving up to the next step? You just opened the pot. What's going on? Well, how much time do we have before the break, Alex? One minute and forty eight seconds, roughly. All right, cool. All right, so I'll just run through this. So I brought this up to the boil with just the the anchovies and the kelp in there. And now I'm going to reduce it down to a simmer and just let this go for about 15 minutes. Ooh. And then our that base will be done. And I'll then I can take out the kelp and the anchovies. They've done their job. They've imparted that flavor, that depth into the water, into our broth. Um, at the same time, I'm letting our nangy... Uh, cool down so that I can uh, chop it up into bite-sized pieces that'll go back in. Um, and, and we'll get to some of that stuff in a minute, man. Well, I'm getting excited to see the final result. And as always, you're making me hungry. Welcome to Arirang Radio. If you are in Jeju. 88.7 in Jeju City. 88.1 in Sogipu City. 101.9 in the Daejeong area. Well, welcome back. And what are you doing now? I'm removing that, that kelp and the dried anchovies. Mm-hmm. Um, getting that out of there because our, our broth is good to go. Um, there you go, Luna. Yeah, you saw Luna uh, in the break there, didn't you? Yeah, that adorable. I mean, beautiful coat, beautiful dog. She's a sweetheart, good farm dog. She's been crying at me right now because usually we come out here and first thing we go for a run. Uh-huh. And today, doing the show, and she's like, "What is going on, man? Why aren't we running?" <laughs> uh, this is a this is kind of a neat trick that uh, is often done here in Korea. So if you get your dwinjang, uh into a little sieve like this, you know, and, and kind of dunk it in the water a little bit, and then press it through the sieve. Can you see what I'm doing at all here? Or is the camera too far away, bro? Nope, it's great. I can definitely check it out. Okay. I can see it. So, so what I'm doing is I'm just, you know, this is a, often a trick in, in culinary arts to, to get a, a nice smooth texture on a sauce, like a bechamel, you know, or, or something like that. Um, and it works really well with the dwinjang. So you can uh, get some nice smooth, get it dissolved quickly into your broth. And now we've got this lovely, lovely uh, kind of, you know, if you're, if folks are familiar with miso or Dwinjang Gook, that's, that's what we're getting going here. But of course the star today is the Nangy. Ooh. Oh, I should have had breakfast this morning. You, <laughs> uh, there are some comments coming in. One of them, Josh says, we use shepherd's purse only for foliage here in America, nothing else. Is that a thing? I, I don't remember using Shepherd's Purse, but is it most Americans don't use it? Do you know of anything about that? Yeah, you know, it's just not uh, real common around the world for uh, consumed mm. as much as it is here. Um, but but you can find it just about everywhere. And I'm telling you, this stuff is is really good. The roots, like I said, it's, it's a member of the, the mustard family. So especially after it starts to flower, it really gets peppery. But here in Korea, we tend to enjoy it before it starts to flower, which is basically from now until, I am guess, yeah, probably about mid-April. Uh, and Tedho wants to ask, Ooh. what are you drinking in that mug of yours from before? Red Makoli. I'm guessing not. It, <laughs> it is 10.26 in the morning right now. 
Yeah, no, that's funny. You know, the the old guys with farms around the corner, sometimes when I'm driving by, they're like, Itawaba, Itawaba. <laughs> and it might it might be ten thirty in the morning. They want me to have a little mockery with them. <laughs> I'm like, man, I, I got I got stuff to do today. But but this is coffee. Um, often in the wintertime I'll come out here and, and take some green coffee beans and a big walk Ooh. and just roast roast the coffee. Um and that's that's what I've got here is some is some uh I've I've been trading our barbecue sauce that we make here on the farm for green coffee beans with a friend, a little little culinary arbitrage. He loves the barbecue sauce. I need his coffee and he imports some of the greatest beans in the world. And so it's a win win. Oh now you just said barbecue sauce and my stomach just made some more noises. That's uh, okay. So we're at part two now here with Chef Ryan. He removed the kelp and anchovy. He added the denjang. Uh, what's next on the agenda here? All right. Well, I'll tell you, this one's pretty easy. We're almost done, man. Wow. So, um, you know, uh, a pop quiz, Alex. Uh-oh. What is the most common clam in Korea? The regular one. <laughs> ah! get out of here um all right so, I, I have no idea the names of clams i'm sorry right. it's it's common in kalguksu or knife cut noodles oh oh i mean it's the little tiny one ba, but i don't know the name of it ba, shame on you alex all right it's called uh it's called bajidak oh right? bajidak all right okay yeah, i've heard so, the name before whoops so i went to my friends at the big market here it's only about two clicks away and I got these lovely Korean clams, and they keep these in a live tank with water circulating through, so I don't have to worry so much about getting to spit out sand. They've already been doing that. Um, and that's the next step here. We've got our broth. You know, it's got the the guinjang. Uh, it's got the, the flavor from the kelp and from the dried anchovies. I also, we didn't mention it, but... It, while we were talking, I threw in some chopped garlic, about three cloves of chopped garlic. And now I'm going to start throwing in these clams. Oh, my goodness. I, it's, I'm, now, I, I can't deal with this right now. Now, remember, whenever you're cooking with clams, you know, you might take these out of the fridge. And there's a lot of stone to them, right? So this is going to bring the temperature down a lot mm. of, of our pot or of our broth. And so keep that in mind. It's gonna it's gonna really reduce that temperature. That's why I'm using this dolso or or stone pot because it has so much thermal mass to it that it holds on to that heat. So it's faster to recoup that temperature um, than say you know definitely aluminum or even a stainless steel or or something like that. So uh, for our listeners out there, it's. Bajidak, as in B-A-J-I-R-A-K, if you're looking it up online right now. Uh, I see some of you there are you doing that. Okay, question for you, personal question related to soup. A lot of Koreans can eat the soup while it's still bubbling and hot. Can you do that? <laughs> uh, yes, sir. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, I guess hot coffee and hot soup. That reminds me when I was a kid, I remember, you know, wanting to take a sip of dad's coffee and, <laughs> and you take a sip and you're like, ah, oh, how are you drinking that? <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, but here in Korea, they always give you that little empty side dish so that you can spoon your soup into it to cool it down. 
Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I like that. I get the little rice bowl and I push the rice to the side and then scoop the hot soup into it. Yeah, yeah, that that works like a charm. You know, I mean, uh, I guess I've gotten used to the boiling hot. I, you know, where it comes from is is before there was good refrigeration and and people just wanted to know that their food was safe. Mm. And you know, if it's if it's boiling when it comes to you. You know that it's safe, right? <laughs> All right, you've just added the nengi, it looks like, right? You got it, man. Ooh. And this this is really starting to come together. Um, there's only really one or two more ingredients, and that's it, man. So let me show you guys. So my clams have started to open up um, just, just now. They've started open. So I'm going to turn the heat off because I really don't want to overcook those clams. All right, there we go. And then there's one more thing, and this is another seasonal ingredient. These are wild Korean chives or dale. And, and they're, you know, you might think like chives, they'd be pretty mild, but uh, there's some pretty good onion flavor in these suckers. And I'm just going to kind of roughly chop them here a little bit and then toss that on. Let's get a little bit more. I like onion. Oh, absolutely. Are you a fan of onion, Alex? I oh, whenever they give you well, whenever they give me the extra pod, the extra green onions, I just put a, I triple the amount of in the soup. I love adding all of it. <laughs> I tend to do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like it's free. It's free. You know. Yeah, it's free refills. Why not? Why not enjoy? Absolutely. Uh, what uh, I like. What yeah. I like about this right now is. I feel like Korean soups on the outside appear very complicated. And just to kind of see you doing it, I mean, it's not necessarily you can't do it without any knowledge, but just to see the order of it and see you doing it, it's uh, it simplifies it. I feel like now there's a chance I can do it. All right, tell us tell us the taste. Oh, baby. You Uh-oh. know, normally normally you take that sip and then you reach for, I brought some salt, I brought some, some soy sauce, I've got more dwinjang if needed. You know, and you got to tweak a little bit. This doesn't need any tweaking. I think we're right where we want to be. Man, that heat is rising from your spoon. It looks, it looks amazing. Oh, baby. There's nothing better to me in the summer, maybe Mm. a bingsu, but in the winter, like if I'm ever cold, I immediately want a hot Korean soup or stew. And that looks incredible right now. Got a little bit of the clam there. Ooh. Ah, ah. Well, now you're just making all of us jealous. This is this is barely fair. Uh, oh. g- give us give us a quick uh, summary of uh, like that summary, but tell us exactly your final thoughts on this taste. And we're gonna come back after a song break, but I'm gonna leave you with a word here. Go ahead. Well, you know, you get the sweetness from these clams and the salinity coming from the clams. That's why we didn't need any extra soy sauce or salt here. Oh. And then and then this lovely little crunch. You know, a little bit of al dente from these roots of the nangi. Mmm. Oh. Oh. I did not make rice. Normally, this would be served served with rice. Um, But I think I'm going to eat this all day long, man. Now. All about Korea. Arirang Radio. We left the stream on. We couldn't hear you or anything, but we got to see you enjoying the meal how how is it uh uh, you know i i usually don't eat i usually like will fast until 
the afternoon. But this is, I can't help myself. This is really nice. Yeah, and to be fair, I feel like that so far, if you don't add the rice, that is a super low-calorie meal you're going after right now. Sure enough, yeah. Um, you know, if you've got some guinjang, um and then these couple of little spring ingredients, the wild chives and the nangi, and, you know, bajidak or the, the clams are always available in Korea. But especially, you know, the cold weather months, um, I can imagine people going out, you know, wanting some protein in their diet and going to those cold waters just to get those bajidak mm-hmm. to have, have a little more protein. Oh, but by the way, Nani actually has quite a bit of protein too. Really? So, I mean, this is, this is really an important thing. You know, winters, I'm sure, must have been tough here back in the day. And, and to have this ingredient back in your diet to get that boost, you know, as a farmer, spring is when you really got to get a lot of work done. If you screw up in the spring and, and don't do things at the right timeline, it can mess you up for the whole season. And, and you need that boost of energy, you know, um, and, and Nangi provides that. Great tip there. Uh, and absolutely. I mean, that's how I wasn't a farmer, but my mom, of course, grew up. I don't know, of course, she grew up on a farm and yeah, the springtime is when you do all the work. And of course, that's why all the hard work you put in comes out in, well, not necessarily always, but usually in the fall. Oh my goodness. I'm dying. That's the time to celebrate. Aquandria says, what's up everyone? Just here to show some love and watching Chef Ryan get his cooking on while I'm eating my dinner. And you can share it. This is a mukbang for everyone out there. You can share a meal together. Oh yeah. my goodness! Uh, do you do you know by the way, uh, the bajidak? Is there another name for it in English by chance, or do we just go by bajidak? Cockles. Cockles. Okay. Cockles. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, you've heard the expression. Peter and I have talked about it. Um, uh, you know, warm the cockles. You know, um, in in the UK, mm-hmm. they also have this type of clam, and they would also go get it in those cold weather months. You know to get some protein in their diet, you know, to find some food in the, through the winter. Yeah. I, I saw someone mentioning Manila clams and I wasn't sure that was right. It didn't mm. sound like the right one, but it, can you substitute that or is it, this is the way to go? Oh, I'm sure you could substitute. Um, absolutely. There is a lovely mild sweetness to the bajidak. Um, and these are kind of big bajidak. Often you'll find them here and they will be itty bitty. Um, but these actually have some, some meat to them and, and just don't overcook them. You know, remember I turned off the heat, mm-hmm. um, just as they were opening up, the stone pot is going to hold on to so much heat anyway, but if you overcook them, they're just going to shrivel into nothing and become kind of chewy. Yeah. I mean, that it's a testament to the order that you put it in. That was right before the last thing you put in was, I think the, the nengi and the onions, but then right before that you added those Paji doctor, right? Right, right, right. And you can, yeah, you can put the nangi in just before the bajidak, but I did it just after. Um, of course, the nangi is already tender because we blanched it previously to help clean it a little bit more. Um, that's, that's the one thing about nangi that, that uh, you know, it's, it's humbling. You, this morning, I got up at 6 a.m. to start washing the nangi and the dale. Um, you, you really got to get those roots clean, you know. 
Um, but that Blanche helps do that as well. That spoken like a true chef, whereas I will take about Ooh. 10 minutes to prep a whole meal. You are up at six in the morning getting preps. Yeah. Well, you know, um, sometimes those, those tough jobs, you know, shucking oysters or, or just, you know, chopping a massive amount of anything. Luna bear, it um, it, it is very humbling and it just reminds you, you know, of all the work that goes into to producing food. A lot of times we forget. Yeah. I'm Joel. Oh, what, what are you feeding? I'm Luna? I, I'm seeing if she'll eat the anchovy head. Uh, <laughs> She likes them. Yeah, that's true. A lot of people forget that about the henyal and the the women divers in Jeju. Yeah, they do dive, yeah. but after you get all of those conch shells or whatever it is, once you're done diving, you have a lot of work to do just to prepare that meal after that. Oh, so much work. Yeah, I mean, you always you must know, Alex. You've been here long enough. You when you go to the old markets or even just outside a subway station in Korea. Sometimes you'll see a, a little old woman sitting and she's selling some things that she, she grew herself or, or, or found and to sell and maybe foraged. Mm -hmm. And, and, and they're always sitting there working, you know, if it's, uh, you know, pulling, um, you know, in the fall, it's often, uh, peeling the stems of the goguma, uh, the sweet potato stems. Mm -hmm. like, if you want to make a side dish with those stems, you have to peel each one. And it is a lot of work, you know, um, or doing things like cleaning, cleaning mangi or cleaning dale, uh, cause it'll sell better if it's already been cleaned a bit. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and though, I mean, and they sell it cheap too out there as well. Such a, I love the food culture here in Korea and I, I appreciate you sharing it with us again from begin to end. Okay. So, uh, tell us anything you missed about this particular dish. You have a few minutes left, but. Uh, what's the summary, the wrap-up, the conclusion of what's going on? Well, I got to touch again on how the importance of having a fresh ingredient back in your diet after a long, cold winter. And Nangi is the first one. Dale, the wild chives, are another one that come up about the same time. And, and it's really starting right about now. Um, and it'll continue on through March. Um, then also the mugwort then starts to come up here in the greenhouse, probably in just a week. Well, it'll be full right now. It's just an earth floor because we just built it, but, uh, but it won't be long with the, the added temperature in here. Uh, Nangi and Souk, a mugwort and shepherd's purse are going to be growing everywhere in here. And I'm going to have to try to control them. We got one more message. I got to read off before uh, mm -hmm. we end this. The rest stop Adidang. Denny chimed in a second ago. Ryan is just focused on eating. I, yeah, <laughs> we lost you a little bit halfway through the show. You just started enjoying the meal. <laughs> yeah, sorry. No, sorry. I, it's great. I, I'm a sucker for food. I just really, uh, I'm one of those lucky people. I, I really do what I love for a living, farming and cooking, man. And you guys get to see it today. The farm's not super be beautiful right now, of course, because we're still in the tail end of winter, but in the summertime, this place is so green and lovely. And, uh, and a lot of folks come out and learn about organic farming and, and soil biodiversity and, and just kind of healthy living, man. 
All right. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. Uh, I only have one more thing to say to you because I've always wanted to say this listening to the show. I love your voice. And it kind of, re- the way you speak reminds me of, I don't, I don't know if you're going to like this reference, but reminds me of Norm MacDonald. Oh, the, really? Just the way that you say stuff. Not your voice, like your tone. Yeah, like, exactly. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I I'll, thought, I'll take that as a compliment. That's cool. I yeah. love listening <laughs> Love listening to your show because, unfortunately, next week, you will not you be here. Dog. You will not be here in the <laughs> studio with me. You'll be back in the studio with Peter. So this is our one time that we got to be on air together. Thank you so much again for showing us the healthy, protein-filled, delicious, incredible, nangy dish you just prepared for us and making us all jealous as you had that uh, nangy gook in front of us. My pleasure, Alex. You have a lovely day, man. You've been listening to the Thursday segment, Dish of the Day with Chef Brian on Hashtag Daily Cake. 